When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm down on my knees in the dust I scream from the top of my lungs I found my way back to a higher ground Yeah, I just want to feel alive Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren I found my way back to a higher ground Welcome to Higher Ground, your late-night sports bar on Wednesday, the 6th of October. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. Well, why don't we do just that? And uh, as I say, great to have your company. We're here for the next couple of hours, uh, me and uh, the Mad Russian, up until midnight. So love you to get involved with the show. Yes, I know it has got my name on it. I agree with Chris Warren, but it can have your your name on it as well. Love you to get involved, uh, whether it be via the open line. There's space there right now if you do want to have a chat. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or you can send a text message through. Uh, we'll be chatting all things sport tonight. Uh, this is uh, no longer your late night league lounge, but your late night sports bar. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Plenty of rugby league news around. We'll be talking all about Benji. We'll be talking about uh, some player movements, cricket as well. Uh, the Ashes. What's happening there? Um, Collingwood's president. He's going to be gone tomorrow. We believe that's uh, the latest coming out of Collingwood. Talk some basketball and uh, Ben Simmons. What about the cash that he's losing uh, for failing to turn up to preseason games? And that's another story in itself. And a bit of boxing as well ahead of uh, this weekend's uh, Fury and uh, Wilder 3. What a fight that will be. Uh, I'm going to talk to a fellow that's uh, been to Vegas many, many times covering boxing. Got his own podcast too. And he just happens to be my brother. Benji Marshall, though. I mean, what a career that has been, hasn't it? Benji's career. He's what you might call a generational player, isn't he? And there are only a few of them that come along. Uh, Very, very rarely. You know, you've got the likes of Andrew Johns, haven't you? Um, You've got the likes of, uh, before him, um, the Graham Edies and... um, the Bob Fultons and, 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 and that sort of era. But uh, but this man, Benji Marshall, boy, oh boy, he's just been an entertainer, hasn't he? He almost reinvented um, some, some ways how a halfback can play the game. You know, that no-look pass, that flick pass, that little Benji step, uh, the kangaroo hop, call it whatever you will. But 19 seasons, um, and that's spanning three decades. Unbelievable, and obviously went to the dark side. I say rugby for 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 a little while as well. Um, and uh, wouldn't it have been nice for him to, to be sent off with a with a premiership? Not to be, but uh, certainly did his part, didn't he? And more, and then some, uh, for Wayne Bennett at the Bunny. So we'll uh, we'll reflect on Benji's career and go through just a, a few of those stats. There's nothing in the game he hasn't really done, is there? 
He's won a World Cup. He's captained his country. Um, he was um, Golden Boot winger, winner as well. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful career. Nice, isn't it? So he's out of one job and straight into another. Eh? Straight into another. He's going to be working full-time for the next couple of years um, at Fox Sports. So uh, well done to Benji. And, and, and again, from all of us, mate, thank you for what you've what you've done for the game. Uh, still other rugby league news around. I thought we were going to be talking white powder and Melbourne Storm, but I don't think we will, okay? We'll, we might be make this a, a white powder-free zone tonight here on your uh, late-night sports bar. No powders to be spoken about because there's other rugby league news around and quite a few player movements as well out of Melbourne. In fact, a lot of their players are going. Some we knew about, some we didn't. Moses Suley from Manly is going to the Dragons. That's a, a done deal as well. Uh, we'll talk through um, some of the other players heading away from, from Manly, uh, including the likes of Curtis Siren and, and others. So the Ashes, um, it looks like it will go ahead as planned. Well, almost as planned. I think there still might be a little bit of juggling possibly around venues um, and the schedule. May not, but that looks like the way it will be. But England's uh, captain, Joe Root, has basically paved the way, I think, um, saying that, look, we will come. And, and that hopefully they will bring a, a near full-strength team. There might be one or two that, that can't make it for whatever reason. But it, it, I guess the the clincher, the clincher, that the problem they had with quarantining and the families and wives and kids, um, they didn't want to do the the hard quarantine, hotel quarantine. And I'll I'll go through it in a bit more detail later on. But basically, I think a um, a resort, a Yarra Valley resort, was the carrot uh, that got them over the line. So the the families, the wives and kids, will be down there, um, surrounded by vineyards. Money talks, wine talks, any currency talks. So that's going to go ahead. We hope that uh, will go ahead and be a great series as well. What else? What else? else? As I say, boxing, uh, we'll talk some boxing. Um, Tyson Fury, this guy is one crazy cat, isn't he? And if you're not, even if you're not a boxing um, fan, and I like boxing, but I'm no boxing aficionado, but this uh, Tyson Fury, what a story it's been from him. He's, he's reached Everest. He's plunged to the depths of depression. He's back. And this should be a huge, huge fight in Vegas, uh, Sunday our time. So I'll be, uh, I'll be talking to Mark Warren shortly um, about that. Again, inviting you. Uh, this is an open invitation for you to uh, put your name on the show. Put your mark on the show. If you want to give me a call, you can. Open line is there, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 or get those texts to start them coming through now, 0457 736 736. Hey, good evening, good evening. How are you feeling? How are you feeling out there? Well, what about that? What about that? Nothing like a long pause, hey? Did you, have I told you that one about the long pause? The polar bear walks into the bar and the barman. I think you may have a while ago. The barman asks, why the long pause? You like that? <laughs> no? Yeah, you like that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, what about li- the live? Yeah, they do. They're on cue. Welcome. Uh, is Dave at the back? Yes, Dave's there. I don't know how. I don't know. I wish you. Dave, zip it. Thank you. Um, this is no longer your late night league lounge, unfortunately. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sad to say that, but that's just the way it is. It's no longer your late night league lounge. Your late night league lounge is officially left the building. It's been carted off in the back of a truck. Uh, it's gone. Now it is, um, 
It's your late night, late night sports bar. Late night sports bar. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay there too. Just calm down, calm down. And again, yep, we do have uh, we do have that um, six pack rule applying in the late night sports bar. So no longer just rugby league. We're gonna. Uh, pretty much be covering up here on higher. We're going to spread our wings up here on higher ground and, and cover all sports. Anything that you would like to talk uh, to us about, uh, drop those texts, send the text through. Uh, if you want to pick up the phone, you can just abide by the six-pack rule, i.e. if you've had uh, a six-pack or more bevies, maybe just send a text. If you're under the six-pack, feel free to pick up the phone. If you can uh, talk a little bit of sense, it doesn't really matter, actually, if you don't talk sense because we don't talk much sense here. Uh, either. Mad Russians in the house. Good evening to you. Nice to be with you again, Chris, on a, a fun Wednesday night. I'm looking Wednesday. forward to getting our teeth into some more sports. I love the rugby league, but I'm well, you do. spreading our you do. wings. I'm more of a, a rugby league go-to man, but I, I do like um, other sports as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll take anything you want to talk about. If it's got anything to do with sport or even watching sport, um, Playing sport, we can we can talk about it, okay? So one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is uh, is the open line number. Now, what uh, I thought I might throw out there tonight uh, for you uh, late night, uh, well, you're either insomniacs or you shift workers or you just you love us, you love hearing our voice, Rus- Russian's voice and my voice, and, and you're here with us in the sports bar. Here's the topic. I'd like you to send a text in for me. And it's on the back of Benji Marshall and his retirement announcement today. We'll hear from Benji very shortly, in fact. Um, and I'll go through some of the some of the marvellous achievements from Benji Marshall. Okay, the topic is, are you ready? Get your fingers ready on that text button. Or if you're on the app, New Zealand greats. Okay, New Zealand greats. Anything great to have come out of New Zealand? I'm thinking... Sauvignon Blanc from the Marlborough region. That's a very good nomination. Cloudy Bay. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Sir Edmund Hillary. Yes. I'm thinking, and if you've been knighted, you're obviously good. Mm. I'm thinking Sir Richard Hadley. He was a bit good. A bit good. You're thinking Richie McCaw. Richie McCaw. Most frustrating rugby union player to ever have, I've ever watched because he was so damn good. And instead so of a, often instead offside. Of, uh, yes. <laughs> and instead of instead of the YouTube phenomenon the, the YouTube the YouTube phenomenon Carter, you're thinking Steve. Steve? No. Uh, uh not Steve, that's Penrith. Dan I'm Carter. Thinking, you're thinking Dan Carter. I'm thinking Steve Carter. <laughs> I'm thinking of nineteen ninety, I think. Farlap? No, I don't want to hear no. So Farlap, you think that's no. un Australian? Farlap, no way in the world is Farlap Kiwi. Thank you. Thank you. If you. How on earth can you give Farlap to them? How would he have got across the Dutch anyway? Horses can swim, but not that far. There's no way in the world. He was bred by, sorry, a Kiwi and a British horse, but he was bred in New Zealand oh, yeah. and started his racing there. Oh, how many races? How many races? I couldn't tell you. I'll find out for you. Yeah. But he was bred in. He's a New Zealand horse. Oh, I don't. I don't know. There's got to be an investigation I into think, this. I think we need to just check on that. Pavlova. Now, is that? Am I being an Australian tonight? Pavlova. It sounds That's, more Russian. Well, it's technically like Kornikova. Kiwi as well. <laughs> 
Pavlova. Mm, Pavlova. Mandlikova. It's how on earth is it New Zealand? You get Madrift, ladies and gents. New Zealand greats. Benji is a great. Um, mm. Russell Crowe. See, now you're being un-Australian. How long has Russell lived here now? I don't know. How long do you have to live here to become Australian? I don't know. And you're no longer a Kiwi? Well, that's another question. New Zealand greats. 0457 736 736. Daryl Hulligan? Mm-hmm. Does he cut it? Stacey Jones. Yes. Ruben Wickey. Yes. Oh. Um, that Brandon Smith goes all right when he's playing rugby league. Jonah Lomu was all right. Jonah, oh, he went all right. Leslie Vinicolo. Do you remember him? Probably I not. do. No, no, no. I've seen footy, plenty of footage of oh, Leslie. Oh, my He Lord. was a monster. You should have he seen was him. a monster before Jonah. Yes. Really? You should have seen him over when I was in London for a decade or more, playing for uh, Bradford Bulls, mm. just tearing people apart. Yeah. Leslie Vinicolo. Um, New Zealand greats. I mean, there's, there's plenty of them. Plenty of them. Daniel Vittori. I think he sum, sums up, yes. you know, what Kiwis are all about, particularly the cricket side. A little bit plucky, wore the glasses, a little bit of a nerd. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he, he could have been the Premier of he New was, South Wales. Well, <laughs> you think he looks <laughs> like Parenthood? Yeah, so it just Very came good. to me. It just Very came good. to me. No, Front but, page today. Yeah. Much, Tory. And much better than he looked, you know. Mm. He didn't look like a cricketer at all, but mm. my word, could he bat? And he could bat a bit yes. as well, Vittori. Well, there you go, right? So there's uh, food for thought. Oh, we, we, we may have stolen all of your thunder, um, but uh, let us know. New Zealand greats. Now, mm. Benji Marshall... No way in the world he's not a great. Of course he's a great. 346 NRL games, 96 tries, 1,232 points. 13 seasons with West Tigers, three seasons with the Dragons, one with Brisbane, and this season just gone with South Sydney. So what's that, 19 seasons? 18 seasons? 18 seasons. I thought it was 19. I might be wrong. 2005 Premiership winner. We all know that flick pass, don't we, to Pat Richards. Golden Boot Award in 2010. Dally M 5.8th of the year in 2011. No, never won the Dally M Award, though. No, never won the Dally M Player of the Year. Um, you're looking at me like... Well, I think that is another little string to my argument that we need to change the Dally M system because that's farcical. But he has, he's never won it. And he's never won it. Well, maybe he's just yeah, going around with the... some very bloody good 5.8s and halfbacks during how, his prime. How can you be the best player in the world and not win the Dally M? Mm. Well, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Five-time NRL All-Star. Uh, 31 caps for New Zealand. Nine tries, 106 points. Won the World Cup, didn't he, in 2008? Do you remember that? 30, oh, you wouldn't have been very old at all. No, it's one of my early memories of watching International Rugby League. 34 points to 20 over the Kangaroos at Lang Park. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, we shouldn't call it Lang Park. It wasn't Lang Park. It was Suncourt, wasn't it? He's a great, isn't he, Benji? Um, and, and he carries himself so well on and off the field as well. Let's listen, uh, hear from him. From, he spoke today. Now they're going to go a little wider. Prince Ball back for Marshall. The footwork, the footwork. Benji Marshall. Now the speed. The footwork again. Away from Peachy. Passes without looking. Away. Marshall has sent the Tigers fans into a frenzy. Gave back to Marshall. He'll take a shot from 50 out. Here we go, Nutty. Here we go, Marshall. Oh, it's 
wait to see this flick pass from this angle. Came to Matt Bowen. The flick pass. <laughs> it wasn't an easy flick pass either. Yeah, well done. Well done to uh, Benji Marshall. Well done indeed. And well done to you, Mad Russian, uh, for putting that together. That was really nice. Liked it. I thought we were actually going to hear from Benji. He did speak today, but no, that was a compilation and uh, a tribute. Loved it. Loved it. Well done, you. Give yourself a little on the back. Yeah? Give yourself That's a little okay. on the back. That's okay. No, no, no. Oh, just, doing... just a little one. That's just doing my job. Yeah, but they're doing your job, mate. They're doing your job, you know? They recognise it. I recognise it as well. So well done to you. Um, I, the Tiger. Now, that just links me to another little uh, topic tonight. We've been up and up to the grand final. And, again, we're taking your calls as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Um, I, the Tiger. We're going to be chatting to, um, well, the author of the website, um, 81st Minute, Rugby League, Nufty, right? Loves his Rugby League. They do a Hottest 100, like Triple J. But it's Rugby League's Hottest 100. All the anthems, all the good stuff, you know. Um, I've got the list in front of me, 100 of them. We're going to chat to him a bit later on as well. So we'll play a bit of music tonight. And um, any prizes for guessing uh, which is number one? Uh, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Uh, some others are, that's gold by Paul Harrigan. Remember Very that? Very good. Yes. Rab's got a run. Roy Bing. That did get a run. Yes. Did it? oh, it's got a good beat. Yeah. Um, we want to play with that all yeah, set. Absolutely. Uh, Let me entertain you, Robbie Williams. Of mm. course, that has to be on there. Some others. Right down the bottom, the score by Delta Goodrum. Um, and uh, oh, really good list. So we'll do that a bit later on. Going to talk a bit of boxing as well. Um, shares the same name as me, Mark Warren. He does. Uh, well, he's been covering boxing for decades, really, and he's been to Vegas probably one too many times uh, <laughs> ahead of the uh, Wilder uh, Fury fight on Sunday. I'm going to have a chat to uh, to Mark. Mark Warren, and uh, yeah, we are related. He's my brother, but he's a, he's a mad boxing uh, fan and, and uh, commentator too. So we'll have a chat to him about that. Keep uh, those texts coming through. New Zealand greats. It doesn't have to be of the human variety. It can be of the equine variety. It can be of the grape variety. It can be anything that come out of New Zealand. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is uh, the open line number if you would like to join us. Shane's on the line. How are you, Shane? G'day, Chris. How are you, mate? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Uh, my New Zealand great, Mark Graham, that used yes. to play for North Sydney. Yes, Mark Graham. Mark Graham. I mean, he uh, he could play, couldn't he? I, I don't suppose you've got the stats in front of you. He, um, How many test matches would he have played? In fact, that can go over to you, producer. You can work on that. A yeah, big fella, wasn't he? Great player. Great player. He sure was. Yeah, great player. Were you an old Bears fan? No, I'm an old Parramatta fan, but I but, uh, I used to watch a lot of the North Sydney games before Foxtel came in. When it was all the old Sevens Big League with with the Moose Rex Mossop. Yes, and, controversy corner, all that, eh? Yeah, yeah. You're turning back the clock. I didn't. You know. You know. My favourite part of controversy corner was, it was the um the pass the ball competition. Must have been sponsored by a bank, yeah. was it? Do you remember that, Shane? And if you get it through the middle, it was the old elephant trunk would. Um, I don't oh, know. yeah. <laughs> I think it was a Commonwealth Bank, I think it was. It probably was. So why was there a bloody elephant's noise when the <laughs> when the ball went through the middle? We might try and dig that out, actually. Mm. We'll, we'll try and dig All that music. out. Yeah. Uh, we'll try and dig that out. Um, music, music, music. Later on, we've got loads yeah, of music uh, coming oh, up. Oh, sorry. I was Mark just... Graham. No, did you get the stats on Mark Graham? Yes, yeah, so 146 times... 
played for North Sydney, 29 tries, 105 points. What years was Graham playing for the Bears then? Uh, he was between 81 and 88. 81 and 88. So eight seasons yeah. with North Sydney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a good old team. So I'm mm-hmm. just trying to work out who would have been, uh, who he would have been playing with. He finished in um, in '88. Oh, gee, yeah, it was a little bit before. Oh, Tony Ray would have been there, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Tony Ray would have been probably his captain at some point. Shane, r- uh, rugby league anthems, mate. What's your favourite song? Favourite rugby league song? Um, I think I'd have to go with um, simply the best, Tina Turner. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. It is, I can tell you this, mate. I can tell you, it is on the hottest 100 list. Um, Tina Turner's simply the best. So keep listening to us, Shane. Thanks for your call, mate. Um, feel free to give us a call okay, any time. New Zealand greats, Mark Graham. He was an absolute great. Uh, one of the best uh, ever to come out of the country uh, and play in the, well, it wasn't the NRL then, but the ARL, uh, Mark Graham. All right, 0457 736 736. That is the text line. New Zealand greats can be human, can be animal, can be off the vine, can be anything. Um, send those texts through. 1300 01 1170 is the open line. This is Higher Ground, your late night sports bar. And great to have your company uh, this evening on Higher Ground. Uh, not just all rugby league wall to wall, but uh, pretty much all sports. Uh, we can talk tonight and cover here on uh, on the show. We're here till midnight, so uh, the mad Russian's here with me. He's just ducked out to go on. I'll tell you where he's gone. He's gone to find... I was just talking to that caller there. Um, I think it was Shane, wasn't it? And we're talking about Mark Graham uh, and way back then and, and that era. And um, do you remember in the early 80s and, and uh, Rex Mossop was, was calling there at, at the weekend? Um, I think it was Controversy Corner. It was probably on Channel 7, actually. They had that pass-the-ball competition. Well, I was try- trying to dig out the sound. Um, when you pass the ball through this, through the centre, for some strange reason, it must have been the sponsors. I think, uh, an elephant went. <laughs> an elephant's, um, I don't know, how, what you, a, a trumpet or something went off. Um, he's out there trying to find it. I don't know if he's he had any luck with that. I did promise, uh, read the cricket. Um, that is good news, isn't it? And... Um, what do we always say when I ask you, Mad Russian, what is the language of love? Like, mm. Love speaks many languages, but the number one language of, of love is what? That stuff. The, that stuff. That's see, it. and we can talk about that stuff too um, when we talk about Ben Simmons. Um, it's just quite bizarre what's happening there uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. But on cricket... Uh, the Ashes series, it's going to go ahead, um, we believe, as planned. And it all stems on on Joe Root, uh, the England captain, mm. pretty much saying that he will come. And that will then, you would have had a knock-on effect with all the other senior players will get behind their captain surely now and come. And they'll have well, next to a full-strength team. I think there are a couple that may not be, um, may not be coming, but only one or two. Their names escape me at the moment. But the whole problem around it was they didn't want their families to have to quarantine in hard quarantine, Mm. hotel quarantine for two weeks. And that was the main sticking point, I think. Absolutely. And they were getting really hammered here. And I I saw Alan Border came out yesterday too and gave him, not a gobful, but yeah, said, come on, pick your game up. Just there were times when we had sent a team over there. Um, when there's that South African rebel tour and mm-hmm. Kim Hughes and 
Carl Rackham and quite a few others, I believe, mm. weren't in Australia's team that went over there and toured. So we didn't take a full-strength team, but we still went and honoured the, oblig- you know, the commitment. Well, one of the most famous Ashes series of all time when Australia went over there, young Mark Taylor, Peter Taylor was in the bowling attack. Guys, you know, one of the weakest mm. sides we've ever sent over and they managed to win it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would have been pretty poor of England to pull out of the tour, especially after they've just pulled out of one to Pakistan. And not to mention the financial, uh, lot, up around $200 million, they reckon. If mm. you, I read an article today somewhere, $200 million in, in lost revenue it would equate to. Would have been a problem for Cricket Australia. <clears throat> oh, boy. That's language of like life right that, there. That, oh, I tell you what, problem with a capital P, mm. big fat R, O-B-L-E-M. <laughs> um, now, but the clincher, mm. the clincher. And this is where you're going with the language of love, isn't it? The clincher, right. And also, and also, I was talking about great New Zealand greats, what's come out of New Zealand great, and they do a very nice Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc, right? Cloudy Bay is probably one of their mm. best, I believe. Um, Cloudy Bay? Yeah, I think it's or Stormy. No, it is Cloudy Bay, I'm mm. pretty sure. It's a bit expensive, actually. It's out of my price range. Um, for the record, I don't really spend more than 15 or 20 a bottle, okay? If you want to buy me one. Yeah. Um, the clincher for the England cricket team, though, is the wives and girlfriends and wags and mm. children are going to be staying at a uh, Yarra Valley resort. So not quite hard quarantine. Mm. No. Sounding a bit like the uh, sort of top 10, 20 tennis mm. players in the world last year. Yes. Is not that right? Not doing the hotel quarantine. Did they yes. stay there? Put up in a very, very nice hotel in Adelaide. In Victoria's Yarra Valley. Mm. Um, exclusive use of the resort too. Nice. <laughs> now do you want to come? <laughs> do you think any of the England cricketers' wives like a wine or two? Yes. You'd have to figure so, wouldn't you? Oh, I reckon you would, yeah. I reckon <laughs> you would. Anyway, so that's going to happen. Um, will all five tests be played as scheduled at the venues that we think? Probably not, right? Probably not. I think you'd get very, very good value on if you're going to back a test or any match on this English tour to be played in Perth so, with the <clears throat> current policies around their Border. So their hard border shut down, right? And yeah, there's no sign of that being lifted, those gates coming up anytime soon. No. Everyone that's going in there, even from Australia, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Yeah. 14 days, hard quarantine. Yep. Doesn't matter. Well, I can't be critical of it. I, 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 mm. if, if you've got a policy, you stick to it. Mm. So I'm not going to be critical. I mean, there's, there's loads of people saying, come on, let's open things up. Let's, um, But I don't know when that's going to open up. I mean, it's going to be a very long time until we see... Friends, family, anyone in Perth, and if they're happy over there, that's fine. But beautiful part of the world. Oh, it's um, I got a lot of, lot of mates away. over there still. They've, they they haven't come back. We went over there in '94, and they haven't come back. They haven't come back. So it is still there. Mm. Well, I hope we can get back over there at some point. It's one of my well, best mates. Box, he's over well. there. Yeah, didn't come back. A few of them got stuck there. Mm. I came back. Mm. Well, I went to England, so I was there '94, '95, '96, '97. And a bit of 98. Mm. Went to England. But my best mate's still there. I miss him. <laughs> Box. He can't get out. Well, he... Well, he could get out. He, he couldn't front, get back in. front rower. Didn't want to. Mm. Married a, a lovely hostess. Uh, she used to work for, for Qantas. Free flights. Oh. So his family were over here. 
Cowra, actually, his family. But he got a great job. He was doing about four different jobs. And then he was, he's a fire, a fiery. So then oh, he worked okay. four days on, four days off. Mm. Four days off, he goes and does another job. He's cleaning up. Then he ran a bottle shop as well on his days off. Yeah. Lovely part of the world, though. I don't know. Our listeners probably couldn't give a toss about box. But I'm just telling you, I miss him. There you go. Yeah. Um, so that's the story there. So the fifth test is Perth, correct? It would be, would be. It would the fifth been. test because it'd be hard to get back. Yeah. Would be the problem. But uh, so, I, I don't think it'll be there. So Gabba, Adelaide. Yep. Then Boxing Day, Melbourne. Mm. Sydney test four. And then probably, probably one back in Melbourne back or in a Melbourne second in or Sydney. Or sit, stay at Sydney. Which would be difficult because they have to prepare a second pitch for that. So whether they're willing to do that on the SCG where there's often rain at the time we play the test match anyway. Oh, would the Sydney test, me, it's always tipping down, isn't it? It's always raining. The pink, the pink test has so often been, um, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. So that's what's happening with the Ashes. Um, he spoke today, didn't he, Joe Root? Won't we hear from him? As I mentioned, I'd be desperate to, to be a part of an Ashes series. Always am. It's, it's that one series as an England player that you want to be involved in. Now, that'll never change. Of course, desperate to, to get a player's point of view. We just want to, to know what, what the position is, and then we can, we can all make decisions. Of course, it's been a discussion point throughout the whole summer. It's, um, it's, a, it's a big deal to all of us. So, you know, they'll, they'll continue, and you know, hopefully we can get some clarity on everything. And um, it'd be nice to, to all go out there and and create history. I think it's really important everyone makes the decision that they're comfortable with. So I think it's, it's one of those things we, we just have to be patient. We have to wait till we know what's happening and then make a decision off the back of that. So it looks like it's going ahead, right? Looks yep. like it's going ahead. So bloody about time we can uh, start looking Thank forward. Goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And then before that, obviously, we've got the um, World Cup too, haven't we? T20. That's not far away. That's right. So the England players that are going to play in that are actually going to be able to come via the Gold Coast. I think they'll only have to do seven days and they'll be able to train and oh, do fitness wow. all the same. So those, in a, well, those international policies are starting to ease. Even in Queensland, where Anastasia's been I think so... Like Royal Pines or somewhere. <laughs> I can tell you're very sympathetic with them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> tell you're feeling a lot of uh, I think it's love just, for them. No, I think it's just jealousy. <laughs> it's just me being jealous. See, that's when they get old like me. What was I going to say to you? Uh, okay, all right. Back on Rugby League, mm. and, and I did make a, a promise at the start of the show that uh, this uh, this is your late-night sports bar, but it was going to be um, a, a white powder-free zone. Did you? I did make that promise to our listeners earlier mm. when I just opened the show. I said, no white powder in this sports bar tonight. We're not going to talk about it. Oh. However, I was going to say we should just uh, rule a line under it. Yeah, we can do that. I think they were trying to rule a line under it. Um, and the, um, I see the Rugby League Players Association, um, Clint Newton was saying that they've, they've tabled a new policy on, on, on drugs. It needs to be a, an independent, um, committee ruling over. I don't know. I didn't listen to it all because you know why with Clint and I, you know, nice guy, I reckon he has swallowed the thesaurus. (laughs) I think he's, I listen and sometimes my eyes glaze over. No, not you? Oh, no, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I find that interest. He's such a good friend of uh, of Finchie. So that's... Right. Yeah, okay. It's not someone you'd associate with that, but 
now you now I think about it and you mention it. Mate, I, you're right. He's quite an intelligent being. I know, I know he is, but he's not one to roll no, out. No, but I think that's, his, that's all. A, that's all a front. I think he's quite oh. an intelligent man, Finchy. I think he puts. Oh, that I on. know he is. Yeah, I know he is. Even Finchy. No. <laughs> so just on this, right? Let's just draw a line under it because okay. I, I don't want to be talking white powders yeah. in this in yeah. this studio in, anymore. Right after this, like the elephant in the room yeah. is like they can't get tested because it's out of season. Right. We all know we all know what it is, mm. but we can't 100% say that because no. there is no proof. Concrete evidence. No, no concrete evidence. So you can't throw someone in a cell and throw the keys away if you actually do not have concrete evidence. But hello, you know. And Cameron Munster's apology, you know, basically telling all former Melbourne players that they dug the well and these three have shat in the well. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Just because it was a bad look? Is that how they've shat in the well? Or, uh, yeah, I think everyone's just reading between the lines. But you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I get it, but I don't get it. Is it? Is it the? Is it as big a deal as we've made out in the media? Like, we've got these character. You know, we always go on about Munster and Smith. Oh, they're such characters. Oh, da, da, da. Mm. Then, you know, with when you have characters, they're the ones that are have the tendency to do stuff like this more often, you wouldn't say, you know, I'd be very surprised if Christian Welsh would be caught in a room like that. And he's you very eloquent know. and a different character. You and you, you're, you're right. You never you know. You never know. You can't, but, um, yeah. Is that really a surprise? And I think if you thought just off the top of your head, five players who are most entertaining to watch and who you like watching their media, are you, would you put them up there as people who are quite like it, likely to exhibit risk-taking behaviours off I, the field? I don't know. I guess, maybe. I, I just think we need... But there's, well, yeah, look, we want characters in the game. Yes. Every time, you know, something like this happens, and they're not hurting anyone, and no. I know we've got to hold them to a high standard, but I just think it's completely unrealistic to think that this sort of thing, you know, just doesn't happen, and players just don't do it. Well, you know my thoughts on it. Yeah. And players shouldn't do it. No, I... But you know, they're human. No one they, should I do know, it. Well, no, no one should do it, but I'm not bloody, you know. <laughs> it's a societal problem. It's a societal issue. A lot of people do do illicit drugs. Mm. I don't. I don't think I ever will. And I can see where you're coming from. Um, we don't want to hang these it guys do, it up doesn't and stone mean, them. It doesn't mean they shouldn't be punished. Don't no, get no, me course, wrong. No, no. I just think, you know. And that's part of our 24-hour media cycle and all those sort of things. I th- just think people get so You're saying we want, we want characters and we want personalities yeah. in sport. Yes, okay, I get that. And it's probably, if anyone was going to be um, seen to be um, uh, interacting with um, a risk-taking behaviour mm. with white powder, can we just call it what it is? Yeah. Um, it's maybe with illicit those, drugs. Illicit drugs. Mm. It's maybe those type of characters that, yeah. that might be more prone to do so. Okay, I understand that. My point, and I, we had this argument the other day. We, you got a bit heated, I got a bit heated. Not really. We didn't really. It was all put on. But <laughs> my my stance is, and I'm probably a bit archaic, and I, I think... I wouldn't say that either. Well, I think if you are a, a professional sportsman, I think it should be within the right of your contract there be a clause in there that you will not take illicit drugs. And I'm sure there is. But there needs to be very heavy sanctions, i.e. risk of having contract torn up. I think that's a very reasonable argument. And I think, I think, okay, 
if I do want to be in a room with this white powder, well, you know what? I'll do it in seven years' time when I finish receiving this great lifestyle that I've got through my sport. I'll, I'll wait. I'll just wait six years, seven years, and then I'll then I'll go into that room and put white powder on the table, mm. dance on the table. Does that fix the problem, though? Well, what it does, and this is where I come from, mm. what it does, I don't have my children, my young yeah. boys, seeing a couple of their idols. Yeah. One of them goes for Melbourne Storm. And then asking me, Daddy, what, what, what is that? An eight-year-old boy, what, 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 what's it all about? I don't want to have, I don't want to have that conversation with mm. him. Oh, maybe I'm being holier than than thou. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't think I have, should have to have that conversation that one of your idols playing sport is doing that. But then you'll say, Chris, come on, welcome, get into the real world. Mm. Um, Can be an opportunity too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. If if the punishments are severe and, and, and it's, it can be also be a lesson. Yeah. This is what happens. Sports people also do illegal things. Mm. And it is illegal. Um, but look what's happened to... Well, we can't say they've done anything illegal, can mm. we? Look what's happened to player X and player Y. Mm. They've just had their contracts torn up because they didn't behave. Mm. They did something illegal. Um, yeah, then it can be a real big lesson. Um, do you want to hear what the boys had to say, sure. Munster, and uh, let's play Munster first. Some of you maybe have made no. I've, I've had a difficult relationship with alcohol in the past. I thought I had dealt with this issue, but st- clearly I still have some hurdles to overcome. I want all kids out there to know that my behaviour was not okay. I ought to you all to be a better role model, and I'll strive to do that in the future. I also want to extend an apology to Penrith Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs for taking away their awesome achievements and leading up to the grand final. It's been, definitely been a tough week, and I'm grateful to everyone who supported me over this period. I truly am sorry, guys, and I will definitely be making a change. Thank you, and, um, yeah, I'm so sorry. You're well said, Cameron. Well said, Cameron Munster. Um, the one thing I would say about how this was all handled is I wish that had happened the day after. Put to bed, forget about it. Yeah. Rather than we've been sitting here now, we're, well, we were talking big, about this this time last week. But the big, the reason is because it's like, no, with Reese Walsh, it was okay, admitted to doing that, mm. caught to that, cocaine, illegal, mm. cop punishment. This one, people are sick, just sick of being treated like fools, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I, absolutely. And that's if you get in front of it, you're able to deal with the issue more quickly. And that's yeah. unusual for the storm. Yeah. They usually are ahead of those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, well, well said, Cameron. And, and yeah. you're right. It, it can be a good lesson. Um, And so he was – I hadn't even heard that. I hadn't heard that. But uh, so there you go. Now, the chief executive of Melbourne Storm, Justin Rodsky, he was throwing a heap of questions at him as well. Um, One of them, I believe, by Peter Bedell of the Courier Mail. I think I'm hitting the right button here. No, Justin, I was just going to say, I've been listening to this. Like, you should be embarrassed as a club. I mean, you go on about doing a robust investigation. You haven't you haven't drug tested the players. This is a farce. You're playing us all for fools, Justin. Peter, sorry, have you not listened to anything I've been saying? Yeah, I have. But right, have, you, them, you talking, have you really been listening talking, to what I've been saying? Yeah, I have. And, yeah, and you're talking you have, riddles, Justin. I mean, so, what, you so in your eyes, when your eyes, what was the stuff on the table? What was it? Sugar? Candy? In my eyes, what was it? I'm asking you, what was it? What was it? 
And that's just Pete. That's Pete, let's say, and here's the elephant in the room. Let's get, let, yeah. But the Melbourne Storm can't, well, basically the players have said nothing, have they? We don't know no. what it was. We were too drunk to know what it was. Mm. Oh. Well, and I think Pete's right in to ask the question, what is it? I think where he says this is far, I think that's a bit far. I think they, they're not allowed to drug test players out of season. That's part of an NRL deal with the NRLPA. So th- that's not, in, that's that, not why, in the Storm's control. To, I wonder. Why aren't they allowed to? That's not in the Storm's control because it's written into the contract that players are undergo drug testing during the season, and once the season's over, that's it. Once they get back into camp before Christmas, it all begins again. But for those... Performance-enhancing drugs they can get tested out of season for? That's under a water sure. code, so it's slightly different. Right. But for white powders, they can't. Okay. Okay. Well, I would I would argue that is performance-enhancing drugs uh, is more has more of an effect on other people. You know what I mean? Because then you're competing in an unfair environment. Doing illicit drugs doesn't hurt anyone physically, except at least. Except the person taking the drug. I would yeah, thought, yeah, except yourself. Yeah. And someone you fall on while you're dancing on a table. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know if he fell. Still up there. Um, hey, boys, uh, 0457 736 736 is the text line. Uh, you can pick up the phone if you want to have a chat as well. You're on the uh, late night sports bar, 1300 01 1170. Hey, boys, serious question. Was the barbecue at Vaughney's house worse than the fellas from Melbourne being caught with that stuff? Stinks of double standards to me. Uh, Wombat from Shell Arbor. Yeah, uh, good evening to you, Wombat, too. Um, yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Double standards. I don't know. Look, we've all got our opinions mm. on it. Um, the Dragons certainly penalised in a very stiff way. The NRL have handed just a one-game ban down to those boys. Um, their reasoning for that was so it doesn't affect other teammates, it doesn't affect the club's performance too much, and for the fans... Um, they are not disadvantaged by the silliness or the stupid decision made by just three people. But, yeah, uh, Wombat, I can understand what you're saying. Um, the Vaughan, the barbecue at Vaughanies, the weekend at Vaughanies, well, that pretty much cost the Dragons any chance of making the finals this season. Yes, it is indeed. Higher ground. Uh, come on up, come on up and uh, chill out, relax in uh, the late-night sports bar. The League Lounge is still up here. We've got that over in the corner. The League Lounge it mm. is really comfy. Um, it is it is leather. It's very soft leather mm. too, the League Lounge. But this is now being up here turned into a um, late-night sports bar. And they're, they're enjoying themselves at the back too. Um, those uh, drink vouchers are coming up short. Yes, Davo. Yes, they're coming up shortly. Those. Did you all arrange for those? Yeah, Davo doesn't. Davo's not giving. Oh, you're harsh on him. So, Davo, you're excluded, mate. You're excluded. No drinks vouchers for you. You're, you get two each, by the way. Two each, no more, and, and um, you've got to space them out between here and, and mi- midnight. Um, now, on a serious note, uh, great New Zealand exports or New Zealand greats. What's great that has come out of New Zealand? On the, on the back of Benji Marshall's retirement today, 0457 736 736. Does not have to be human. What is great that has come out of New Zealand? You've said Farlap, and I 
always thought Farlap was one of us. Well, a bit more recently, Tiakau Shark came over. Paul Gallantors. Last spring. No. Superb. Paul Gallantors. Yeah, yeah, I think Gal's in the ownership of that horse. Do you know, talking of Paul Gallantors, just segueing into this as well, mm. um, Tyson Fury's a big Paul Gallant fan. Yes, I saw that today. Yes. Yes. I'm going to talk to um, Mark Warren from uh, Rocked Podcast shortly, Ooh. actually, uh, if he's still up, um, about the big fight in Vegas this weekend. But, uh, yeah, he, he, I, I read an article today that um, he thinks that, that Gal's got some kahunas. Well, um, we all knew that. Yeah. <laughs> he's a real character. Oh, Fury. Fury. Is he ever? He's won the first two. Well, actually, they split the first one. He definitely won the yeah, second no, he split one. Split the first one. He won the second. Mm. But the, he's had you know, major mental health issues, mm. um, and basically, boxing and fighting and training is what keeps him sane. Mm. He said that you know, um, if he's got too much time on his hands, it really affects him mentally, not the, not physically, but mentally. Uh, it's a it's a it's a really good story, and it, it's there's there's a, a silver cloud to it all for mm. anyone that's having difficulty with mental health issues. Mm. Um, I'll chat to Mark shortly about it because he's 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 right across and looking forward to um, that fight. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line number if you would like to uh, join us. Uh, Albie's on the line. Good evening, Albie. How are you, mate? You there, Albie? Are you there? I got you. Are you there, mate? I'm good. How are you doing, Albie? Good. I'm doing well. I've got a couple of good things that come out of New Zealand. Okay, beautiful. This is what I want to hear. Righto, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Kiwi, the horse Kiwi yes. in 1983 won the Melbourne Cup. Won more than once, didn't it, Kiwi? Um, from memory, I'm sure it won a couple. Um, yes, perfect. Let me go. Let me go. It's Kiwi, the horse. You keep talking. What else, what else look- you got coming out of there? Jimmy Cassidy. Ah, yes. The great Jimmy Cassidy. Uh, the pumper himself, who won two Melbourne Cups. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I'm just trying to... Uh... And one of my favourite rugby league players, the Big O. Olsen? Olsen. Philippina? Absolutely. My God, what about his legs? How big were they? Were they the biggest legs? Are they the biggest legs rugby <laughs> league has ever seen? I, I saw him a few years ago just after Patrick released his book. Patrick Skeen wrote a great book on him. Yeah. And he's still fit as a Mallee bull. Absolutely sensational and a, and a terrific fellow. Yeah. He, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't ever play against him, uh, thank God. Um, but talking, talking about uh, rugby league players with gigantic legs, but he was almost as wide as he was high. I don't know if he's still that way. Yeah, guess his stature wouldn't have changed too much. I think I think he's only just retired from being. He's been working at the council ride council on the garbage trucks, and I think he's been with them now for thirty years. Yes, yeah. Oh well, Olsen, if you're listening, mate. Um, hello to you. I was going to say I played against uh, one other man with very, very, very big legs, uh, a la Olsen. Can you guess maybe who that might have been? Big Mel. No, no, he, he did play. He is a Queenslander, did play Origin. Um, opposite to Far. Oh, Chris Close. Thank you. Close, Chris Close, Choppy. My God, my God. And uh, I think I've still got a footprint uh, on my cheek from, from Choppy. But, yeah, Olsen. 
Uh, greats to come out of New Zealand. Albie, thanks for jumping on the line, mate. Um, I'm just thinking Kiwi. So Kiwi won 83. Um, Correct. Oh, I thought we might have won it twice. No, I thought we didn't. Wellington. I think up. Kiwi only won once. Yeah, but, you're but, right. Uh, but Jimmy won, tw- Jimmy won with might and power. Yes. In yes. 97, I think it was. Yes. Wellington Cup. 83 and Melbourne Cup. So Kiwi is uh, especially renowned for his last to first victory in the Melbourne Cup. Yep. And remains the only horse in history to have won both the Wellington Cup and then the Melbourne Cup. Thanks for calling, Albie. We might chat on the weekend if you're around. Uh, We've got a couple of shows lined up from midday until four. We are doing uh, Sports Central. So that's on Saturday and uh, again on Sunday. So I'll be in the chair all weekend pretty much. Thanks for your call. Look forward to it. Thanks, mate. There he is, Albie Tellerico, um, one of the directors on the uh, the board of the Newtown Jets. And we're talking about some older clubs too, the North Sydney Bears, weren't we? Uh, talking of, new, of uh, new Zealand greats and Mark Graham. Um, Chris and the Mad Seal. Why are they calling him the Mad Seal? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, did you know that Tiako Shark died in February this year? Uh, no, I did not know that. I probably should know that. I didn't know that. Uh, thanks, Tom. Um, for bringing that to our uh, attention. Uh, this is the uh, Late Night Sports Bar, higher ground. You can still jump on the line and, and have your say if you want to. Um, what is great that has come out of New Zealand? What is great that has come out of New Zealand um, on the back of Benji Marshall's retirement today? This is higher ground. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, indeed. Let's get ready to rumble. Wow. Time to talk a, a bit of boxing uh, on uh, on higher wow. ground. Obviously, we're normally a, a rugby league show, but big, big fight coming up this weekend. Uh, Fury Wilder 3 in Vegas. It's the former world heavyweight champion up against the undefeated current world heavyweight champion. I thought I'd get someone on that's been covering boxing for a long, long time. He's been to Vegas plenty of times too, I'll tell you. In fact, he once had his own boxing show with uh, Johnny Lewis. These days, um, he has his own uh, podcast, and uh, we'll talk more about that as well. He also happens to be my brother. Mark Warren, welcome to Higher Ground. Well, thank you, Christopher, for having me, and I'm hoping that you the family's recovered and a couple of Aspros later after a very big grand final day. It was a big grand final day. Now, uh, before we talk <laughs> boxing, I'm good, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Uh, All right. Vegas, um, yeah. y- you like the place, don't you? Uh, would you recommend it? Should it be on the bucket list? has to be on the bucket list. And uh, once you know Las Vegas, do some things that don't cost you money. So, you know, to stand outside the Bellagio, this mass of water and fountains to the tunes of Sinatra. Um to see uh, New York, New York, and the skyline of New York with with roller coasters, and uh, to go to the boxing mecca, which is the MGM Grand or the T-Mobile. In fact, uh, uh, I have very long memories of Las Vegas. I bet you do. Yeah, fair to say you're probably on a first-name basis with quite a few of the concierges on the Vegas Strip. Well, I'll, I, 1995 <laughs> was my first trip to Las Vegas and I borrowed $400 US off Mr. Bill Morty. God bless his soul. Thank you, Bill. And I sat in the lobby bar at the MGM Grand Las Vegas in 1995. And I sat there with a a Bud Light and uh, I listened to an old comedian. I'd love to remember his name. And he sat in the chair and he he had a cigar and he had a scotch at his side. And uh, and I just sat there chuckling away for a couple of hours. In fact, when I got up to go to the bar, I said, oh, 
I'll be back in a moment. Um, the bloke was was a mannequin. He was battery operated. Yeah. But I, I was I, I was having a conver- I was having a conversation with him. I was having a conversation yeah. with him at about three a.m. in the morning. And he wasn't and, answering um, you back. Only only in Vegas. Only in Vegas, but. He looked real, Christopher. Mm. He looked real, and mm. he told a great yarn. And I was just sitting there cackling away. Oh dear, talking to a mannequin. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher yeah. too. Not many people call me Christopher. I'll let you. I'll let you do that. This fight, Mark. How how big? You've seen plenty of big fights. You've been over there for plenty of big fights. How big is this one in comparison? Oh, it's right up there. Um, their first fight in 2018 was a controversial split draw. Uh, Wilder retains the WBC belt. Many of the pundits on the lounge chairs around the world thought Fury had won the fight. I thought he might have snuck home by a point, including uh, a knockdown in the final round where, don't worry about the referee, don't worry about the doctor, they needed an ambulance. And to this day, I don't know how the Gypsy King got back to his feet to to make the count. Um, The trilogy... Uh, bout was originally scheduled for June 24, but had to be rescheduled after Fury tested positive to COVID-19. In the interim, Anthony Joshua has just lost to the Ukrainian superstar Cruiserweight, moving to heavyweight. And those two uh, got together. Usyk wins the fight, which puts a massive cloud over the fight. The one that everyone's been talking about, AJ versus the Gypsy King. Um, Now, Fury, he was... A split draw in the first, Wilder retains. And then on the 22nd of February, about a week before the first lockdown, I was there at the MGM Garden Mm. when Tyson Fury came out on a throne to Patsy Cline's crazy. Mm. And the crowd joined as one. I've never felt an atmosphere Mm. like it. And I should have been getting frequent flyer points. I was sitting up that high at the MGM Grand. Um, It certainly wasn't ringside. You you didn't get ringside. No, no, mm. I probably no, no. I told most radio stations back here. I, yeah. I was, I could almost touch the. Well, they don't no, need to know. Yeah. No, that's the theatre of radio. Now, listen. Talking of this, he's, he's yeah. a crazy cat, isn't he? And well documented his problems with, um, with mental health. And um, you know, you, you say he had a positive test to COVID. He's had positive tests to other substances as well, which he, you know, he, yeah. reg- he admits yeah. it's it's quite a journey. Tell us more about him. Yeah. Look. He, there was a, a date again on a CV and the 28th of November, back in 2015. And since the age of 14, he said, I will beat the great Vladimir Klitschko one day. Mm. And he did it. And in between, he then proceeded to balloon to 400 pounds. That's 181 Jeez. kilograms for the uninitiated, if you're Jeez. not familiar. In between 2017 and 2019. Yeah. Six foot nine. Oh, yeah. Six foot nine. Um, in the interim, he went away and he lost 68.5 kilos. That's a Jeff Horn. He Jeez, lost to Jeff Horn. He lost to Jeff Horn. He lost to Jeff Horn, or a very heavy bush jockey. And in 2017, all he, his thoughts were dark. You mentioned substance abuse. He's been very, very open about recreationals and alcohol. And Halloween night in 2017, he read George Foreman's autobiography, he read where Foreman had prayed to God to help him when his nephew was very, very ill. And since that day, training became his medicine and uh, he mm. doesn't stay out of the gym or he's totally depressed and he doesn't, he has to train. Mm. He has to train or basically, in his own words, he's 
suicidal. Um, mm. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that lightly. Um, he's an advocate for mental health. Uh, I think he gave a majority of his purse from the draw to mental awareness, um, chronic anxiety, chronic depression. And when he beat Klitschko, he'd reached his Everest. There was no more to do. It was over. And yeah. he told the world, he said, oh, that's it for me. Yeah, it's quite a story. It's interesting. It? It's quite a story. Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a character. I mean, he can... He can hold an audience whenever he speaks. You just want to, you want to, you want to listen to him, don't you? On the fight itself, um, talking to Mark Warren, by the way, um, host of uh, Rocked Podcast, Rocked Podcast. This is Rocked. You like that? You like what I did there? I'll do it again for you. This is Rocked. And you can find that wherever you find your good podcast. Do you think the fight will go the distance? When you when you're looking for rock, you drop the e in rock, and of course I'm always side saddled there. This is rock great. <laughs> with my little mate JJ Rocker, an absolute boxing uh, IQ like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Just diverting back to some of these notes, I just watched a interview with Tyson Fury um, to become the Gypsy King, and I know how many years you spent in England. Mm. Um, to become the Gypsy King, it was his. He's got Gypsy Kings both sides on his father's side and his mother's side, mm. and only the best fighting man in the area could be called the Gypsy King. And they fought in mine shafts, they fought in quarries, they fought in basements, the streets, and the pubs. Mm. But his ancestors, well, they never got to fight in Las Vegas. Um, now, which bookmaker have you got sponsoring your show tonight? Who are we with? I don't know if we're with anyone tonight. Maybe Top Sport. Don't know. Well, I don't know. For Joel, for Joel, for Joel Kane sports, sports Bet. bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For Joel Kane at Sports Bet, the Gypsy King currently a dollar thirty, and Deontay Wilder, he's three dollars thirty with the bagmen as we speak. His only chance Tyson is a Fury. knockout, isn't it? For Wilder, that's what I'm reading. Oh, hmm? well, yeah. And you didn't look uh, again. Going back to a little fella, JJ Rocker. You, you can't write a man off with touch of death power in a right hand. And his CV, mm. prior to the only two asterisks, 42 wins, 41 of them by KO. Wilder. Um, mm. Unbelievable power. Unbelievable power. But I, I was fortunate enough to run into a, an all-time great heavyweight in Lennox Lewis. And um, we spoke long and hard about the fight. And, wow, talk about another big man at six foot seven. And showed me how Tyson Fury, in fact, doesn't stay outside, but he was safer inside. Wilder can't get off that long right hand on Tyson Fury. And it's exactly what happened and what played out at the MGM Grand. He, he stayed in the pocket. He was able to do that. Yeah, he can box. He boxes like a lightweight at six foot nine. But mm. uh, Deontay Wilder was lost for answers before they called a halt to it, uh, a TKO victory uh, in round seven from memory. There, uh, it's going to be a great fight, mate. Uh, thanks for the chat. I mean, it's, it's a really good story. We might have a chat again on on Saturday uh, doing the, the Sports Central program here, so we might yeah. get yeah. you on then. I know yeah. there's a lot of Aussie boxing news we can talk about as well. We won't touch on that now, uh, but that was just a little teaser, and uh, all, all the boxing news is, is on what? This is Rocked. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Mark Warren. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Christopher. I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, it's pretty lighthearted, pretty loose. We haven't really got a rigid running order. We just sort of go wherever we want to go. AFL, we haven't done much on or even touched on it really tonight. There's some news coming out tonight too. Collingwood fans, um, your president, Mark Corder, has stepped down 
It will be announced um, Thursday, tomorrow morning. They're going to announce this, I believe. This is from Tom Morris uh, on the Fox Sports website. Uh, Corder has told those apparently close to him um, he has arrived at the decision for the good of the club. So when the new president takes over, it will be the club's third president in the calendar year. Of course, you remember that Corder replaced Eddie Maguire when uh, Eddie resigned in February. So the Pies will have, um, on October 15, they'll call for nominations and there'll be an election to select the new board. And uh, then the board will appoint the new president. Uh, so there you go. That will come out and be made official tomorrow morning. Rugby league-wise too, um, other than the, the great Benji Marshall retirement announcement, uh, St. George Illawarra have officially added Moses Suley to their ranks after he was granted um, a release from the final year of his contract at Manly. I like Moses. He's been a bit of a everywhere man. I think he started his uh, career at the West Tigers and, and fell out of favour there, went to Canterbury, likewise there, and then he went across to Brookvale um, and did some really good things this year, didn't he? Um, he was fit, but he couldn't really crack it for a place in, in, in the team. Uh, obviously, the last game or two games, he was in there, but that was due to injury. Um, Brad Park was out, but uh, surely he'll be a good pickup, I think. So long as he can you know, keep the same sort of lifestyle habits and that, that Des has um, sort of got him on. And I think it's got a lot to do with a diet and... Um, you know, just work ethic as well. So uh, I wish Moses Surly all the best. He's uh, quite a player. This is uh, Higher Ground, no longer your late-night league lounge. It's now your late-night sports bar. And when we return, we're going to talk a bit of music with some of the greatest rugby league anthems. Well, we've had a bit of fun uh, with the NRL's hottest 100 over the past week, haven't we? So uh, we thought we might get the, the brains behind the operation here for a bit of a chat. Um... He's from the 81stminute.com website. His name is Curtis Woodward. He's a mad rugby league fan, obviously, and Curtis joins us on higher ground. Thanks for joining us, mate. How are you? Mate, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the show, Chris. I've, I've heard it before. It's, uh, it's good fun late at night, so you do a great job, mate. And very happy to be on the show, and, and it's even better that you've been talking about my website, which is amazing. Yeah, no, we do our best, mate. Will you scratch mine, I'll scratch yours back. back, back <laughs> now, listen, you're a mad league fan. Have you, have you got an allegiance? Who's your team? Or you don't have one? Uh, well, no, no, no. I, yeah, no, I, I look, I, I go, I'm more than happy to say that uh, I, I was a, originally a Hurstville boy, and uh, parents moved out to Campbelltown when I was about five or six and just got... Hooked on the Magpies, mate, which you might know a little bit about. I think you might have been out playing a runner park around the same time. So, um, yeah, so, no, good times there. And obviously grew up through some bad times, but also the, the 96 Andrew Willis field goal and all the rest. So um, a little bit different out here these days and um, a little bit of politics, you know, through all the West Tiger stuff. But at the end of the day, rugby league, is the is the priority? So um, you know, I love the game, mate, and and you know, just love anything about it. Oh, mate, well, I'm glad that we've uh, hooked up because I'm not hooked up. We've linked up, haven't we? I'm glad we put in touch with each other because um, we'll, we'll get you on more often. Uh, always good to have a fan's perspective. Andrew Willis, there's a name blast from the past, Junior. Um, junior yeah. Willis. Oh wow, yeah, um, old teammate of mine, way back when. Way... Yeah, no, and he's still, you know, he's still getting around the traps out Camden Way and living off that field goal from back in '96. So. 
Um, he's a he's a good man, and and he spent a lot of years after that, obviously playing in the group six competition, and yeah. does some good things all around the local competition too. Well, so say good day, mate. If, when when you do see him next, I'm now, sure I will. Now this hottest one hundred, right? The rugby league anthems or songs. Mm. Right? You, you've you've pinched this off a rival uh, station, right? A music <laughs> station, yeah. And that's all good. Uh, how long have you been doing this one? Oh, absolutely shameless. Absolutely shameless. Completely ripped off. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, only two years. Um, but, look, it was a little bit more difficult this year. Um, um, and, and maybe I'll go back to last year. In the first year, we, we did it in March 2020. And a bloke that you might have had on the on the show, Albie Tallarico, through Steel Sports, yes. um, I was actually the, his lead commentator through, um, you know, the New South Wales Cup game for many years. Right. And I was sitting there one day twiddling my thumbs and said, look, kick off the season. Do you mind if I use the website and if you give me a link and I can, you know, I've got all the OB equipment at home in the garage. And I, I just ran it six and a half, I think it was six and a half hours, six and a half hours um, from home in, in the garage and, and went through all the songs. Um, and, and it got good feedback. It, it kind of, we kind of just did it out of nowhere the first year. Um, but it's a, it was good fun. It was a little bit different this year with lockdown and the fact that um, we haven't been able to do New South Wales Cup. Uh, for different reasons, so a little bit different, just you know, popping them all up on the YouTube. But um, yeah, absolutely. Going back to what you said before, absolutely ripped off, absolutely shameless, but uh, a good idea nonetheless. At least you're honest. So, do you guys come up with the hundred yourself, or is there fan interaction? How does it all work? Yeah, no. First year, like I said, it kind of came out of nowhere, and it was uh, just kind of something for the 81stminute.com to kind of sink their teeth into, and a, and a you know, a different idea. But we did try this year. Um, you know, the week leading into um, and announcing the, the, the first, you know, the, the, the start of the countdown, we did try to um, interact with the fans and try to get them involved a little bit more. So it's a little bit difficult. I, I'm sure you've seen it yourself, Chris, with the, the Triple J Hottest 100. You can kind of interactively pick and drop and choose all the boxes and whatever you want. But um, we kind of just said, look, you can slide into our inboxes. You can email us at the 81st minute at outlook.com. And, and let us know if you can nominate five to ten songs. And we got, you know, two, 250 to 300 responses, which is pretty good for, you know, one week. And, you know, the fact that the 81st Minute Twitter page got suspended the last year and we had to start a new one and lost 6,000 followers. So it, there's a little bit to it. But um, the fact that we could actually start by engaging this year and, you know, who knows where it might be in five, ten years, you know. So it, it's a bit of fun, but um, also good to engage the fans and get them talking about uh, about you know, a different part of the game, which is which is music, which is a big part of big part of the game. Oh, we all love music. Everyone loves music, um, some more than others. And uh, now you've got 100 songs here. Right down at 100 was The Score uh, by Delta Goodrum. You've got every every man, Eric Growth Jr. Um, I'm going through the list here, just put, picking out Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams. Now, there's a classic. Look, look, and, and that's the thing that, 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 and I guess there was a bit of, uh, 
I wouldn't call it um, uproar last year when we, when we first uploaded, this, uh, uploaded the songs and kind of went through the, the list live. But I guess the qualification for it is, is that, and, and I've just scribbled down here, has to be a club theme, a, a competition anthem, which Robbie Williams, you know, had that competition anthem. I can't remember what year it was now, but uh, player songs. So you might have seen on the list, uh, it made it both years, like, for example, Eric Rose Senior, The Letter, which comes from an old vinyl record, which we can't get our hands on the other songs, so that, that'd probably make it as well. Um, rugby league theme songs, so like you said, Eric Grove Jr. and he's you know different people doing songs like that, and program themes as well. So I think you were back working in um, the United Kingdom in the in the 90s, and you'd know very well about Two Tribes and Frankie Goes to Hollywood. So there was some qualification to it. Um, so yeah, there, there was a little bit of um, fighting back and forth about why didn't this make it and why didn't it? But um, there has to be some rules, Chris. There has to be some rules. Absolutely, got to be rules. Two tribes, yeah, that was the Super League uh, theme song. I was over there at, at that time. You're, you're right, and uh, also over in Perth. Uh, even Rab's got to start with Roy Bing. Have you? How good is it? <laughs> what do you like think it. of it? I like it. I like it. It's a bit off the. It's chart. crazy. Have you seen the clip? Uh, yeah, I have. I don't think it's I, madness. <laughs> I don't think Rabs had seen the clip before agreeing to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not sure he would um, approve of that. But, um, <laughs> no, but look, it, look it, 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 absolutely. Others we've got, oh, okay. Remember the footy show, that, that's goal, Paul Harrigan. Oh, look, that's gold, Paul Harrigan. And, and the best part about that, too, is it kind of started just as, a, I guess, a skit or a, a segment on the show, you know, segment two, segment three, whatever it was. And he was a bit sheepish when it all started. But if you actually go back and go onto YouTube, maybe have a look at what Channel 9 actually did, I, they must have put some, some dollars into it. And they're not short of a dollar. But um, if you look at the original clip that, that Channel 9 did, I mean, it, it, it was thousands, thousands of dollars and it. And it was a beautifully put together, and, and the Chief obviously has a bit of a voice, and he loved it. So um, that actually went a little bit higher this year through a few votes. I think it finished 16 in 2021. I think it finished mid-20s last year. So um, that's what you can do. Next year, if you want to vote, you can put your songs up. You can get other songs out, depending on who you go for and, and um, you know, different songs that you grew up with. Because there's songs from way back in the day to, you know, songs 2021, which is good. It's a really exhaustive list. I'm just looking through a few of these here. And Eye of the Tiger, you know, you've got that on there. Uh, Danny Boy, Frank Hyde, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. We, we Are the Champions by Queen. That's right up there near the top. Also by Queen, We Will Rock You. Um, yeah. Then you've got the Rugby League song, Danny McMaster at number four. So we get all the way to the top of the list, and uh, these are your best three. At number three, who have you got at number three? Yeah, interesting this year compared to last year. So a little bit of um, scandal. So last year in 2021, Tina Turner went one and two. The best and what you get is what you see went one and two last year. But number three this year is Tina Turner. She slid one down. She's gone to number three. What you get is what you see is number three, Tina Turner.
Number two, one of my all-time favourites. Yeah, the Hoodoo Gurus, and obviously the, the original song, um, What's My Scene, is an absolute Australian cracker, an absolute legendary song. But what they did to that song in the mid-2000s, it's it, it still some people think, you know, the, the, the younger generation might actually think that it's better than, than, than Tina Turner. But number two, that's my team, Hoodoo Gurus. And the number one of Rugby League's Hottest 100 for 2021. This is all compiled by uh, the great website, 81stminute.com. The number one song is... It's the best. It's Tina Turner. Mate, thanks for talking to us, and um, it's always great. We'll, we'll, we'll chat again. I, I love all that music on there, and uh, I think, you know, without a doubt, you have come up with the number one. Curtis uh, Woodward from 81stminute.com. Thanks for joining us, mate, on Higher Ground. Thank you, sir. Good show. Thanks, Chris. Well, that just about does it for me and the uh, the Mad Russian. I hope you enjoyed the show, this uh, late-night sports bar. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow from 8 p.m. Uh, for three hours through until... 11. And don't forget also on Saturday and Sunday, uh, new show, bringing it back though rather, is Sports Central. So it's back on deck from 12 till 4. I'll be with you uh, for eight hours over the weekend. Uh, we're covering everything. I mean, footy, there's still some rugby league talk about, lots of cricket about, the Fury v Wilder 3, uh, Socceroos qualifiers, Major League Baseball playoffs, um, and all the build-up to, to the Ashes. So lots for us to sink our teeth into um, tomorrow night and then again over the weekend. You know the drill. Um, make sure you turn the lights out before you leave. Have you enjoyed, uh, have you enjoyed it tonight up there? You guys have? Good. Good, good, good. I've, I've enjoyed it too. Uh, we'll be back back tomorrow. You guys are all welcome to uh, return um, and we'll again have a couple of drink vouchers for you. Until then, keep smiling, take care.